Hi everybody, it's Angel here. Right, I am so grateful for all the lovely listeners out there who have been listening to all my um, retelling of these famous and really well written stories. Okay, so this story is the second chapter of Enid Blyton's The Magic Faraway Tree. And the second chapter is called Off to the Enchanted Wood. I really hope that you enjoy listening because I have had a blast reading these stories. So sit back, relax and enjoy. And please don't forget to subscribe and follow my podcast. Bye everybody. The Magic Faraway Tree by Enid Blyton Chapter 2 Off to the Enchanted Wood The children ate their breakfast quickly. Mother told them to make sandwiches for themselves and to take a small chocolate cake from the cupboard. You can take some donuts too, she said, and there are apples in that dish over there. When you come home, I'll bake some potatoes in the oven and you can eat them with butter and cheese. Ooh, mother, we will be hungry, said Joe at once. Let's hurry up with the sandwiches. We want to start off as soon as possible. Now, be home by six o'clock or I shall worry, said mother. Look after your cousin, Joe. Yes, I will, promised Joe. At last, everything was ready. Joe packed the food into a leather bag and slung it over his shoulder. Then, the four of them set off to the enchanted wood. It didn't take them long to get there. A narrow ditch was between the lane and the wood. You've got to jump over the ditch, Rick, said Joe. They all jumped over. Rick stood still when he was in the wood. What a strange noise! the leaves of this trees make, he said. It's as if they were talking to one another, telling secrets. Wish-a-wash-a-wish-a-wash-a. 
whispered the trees. They are telling secrets, said Beth. And do you know, Rick, if the trees have any message for us, we can hear it by pressing our left ears to the trunks of the trees. Then we really hear what they say. Wish, 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 said the trees. Come on, said Joe impatiently. Let's go to the faraway tree. They all went on and soon came to the mysterious magic tree. Rick stared at it in great astonishment. Wow! It's simply enormous, he said. I've never seen such a big tree in my life. And you can't possibly see the top. Goodness me! What kind of tree is it? It's got oak leaves and yet it doesn't really seem like an oak. It's a funny tree, said Beth. It may grow acorns and oak leaves for a little way and then suddenly you notice that it's growing plums. Then another day it may grow apples or pears. You just never know. But it's all very exciting. How do you climb it? asked Rick. In the ordinary way? Well, we will today, said Joe, because we want to show you our friends who live inside the tree. But sometimes there's a rope that is let down the tree and we can go up easily with the help of that. Or sometimes Moonface lets down a cushion on the end of the rope and then pulls us up one by one. He swung himself up into the tree and the others followed. After a bit, Rick gave a shout. Wow, it's extraordinary. This tree is growing nuts now. Look. Sure enough, it was. Rick picked some and cracked them. They were hazelnuts, ripe and sweet. Everyone had some and enjoyed them. Now, when they had all got very high up indeed, Rick was almost surprised to see a little window in the trunk of the faraway tree. Goodness, does somebody live just here? He called to the others. Look. There's a window here. I'm going to peep in. Oh, 
you'd better not, shouted Joe. The angry pixie lives there and he hates people peeping in. But Rick felt so curious that he just had to peep in. The angry pixie was at home. He was filling his kettle with water. When he looked up and saw Rick's surprised face in the window, nothing made the pixie more angry than to see people looking at him. He rushed to the window at once and flung it open. Peeping again, he shouted. It's too bad. All day and night, people come peeping. Take that. He emptied the kettle of cold water all over poor Rick. Then he slammed his window and drew the curtains across. Joe, Beth and Franny <laughs> couldn't help but laughing. I told you not to peep in at the angry pixie, said Joe, wiping Rick with his hanky. He's nearly always in a bad temper. Oh, and by the way, Rick, I must warn you about something else. There's an old woman who lives high up in the tree, who is always washing. She empties the water down the tree and it comes sloshing down. You'll have to look out for that or you'll get wet. Rick looked up at the tree as if expecting the water to come tumbling down at once. Come on, said Beth. We'll come to where the owl lives soon. He's a friend of Silky's and sometimes brings us notes from her. The owl was fast asleep. He usually only woke up at night time. Rick peered in at his window and saw the big owl asleep on a bed. He couldn't help laughing. I'm enjoying all this, he said to Franny. It's quite an adventure. The children climbed higher and came to a broad branch. There's a sweet little yellow door with a knocker and a bell, cried Rick in surprise, staring at the door set neatly in the trunk of the tree. Who lives there? Our friend Silky, said Joe. Ring the bell and she'll open the door. Rick rang the little bell and heard it go tingling inside. Footsteps pattered to the door. It opened and a pretty little fairy looked out. Her hair hung round her face like a golden mist. Hello, Silky, 
inquired Joe. We've come to see you. And we've brought our cousin Rick, who has come to live with us. He's having a lovely time exploring the faraway tree. How do you do, Rick? said Silky, holding out her small hand. Rick shook hands shyly. He thought Silky was the loveliest creature he had ever seen. I'll come with you if you are going to visit Moonface, said Silky. I want to borrow some honey from him. I'll take some pop cakes with me and we'll have them in Moonface's house. Hmm, whatever are pop cakes? asked Rick in surprise. Wait and see, said Joe with a grin. They all went up the tree again. Soon, they heard a funny noise. That's old Mr. What's-his-name snoring, said Joe. Look, and there he is. Sure enough, there he was sitting in a comfortable chair, his hands folded over his big tummy and his mouth wide open. How I'd love to pop something into his open mouth, <laughs> said Rick at once. Yes, that's what everybody feels, said Joe. Moonface and Silky once popped some acorns in, didn't you, Silky? And what's-his-name was very angry. He threw Moonface up through the hole in the cloud and put him into the strange land there. Where's the old saucepan man? asked Beth. He's usually with his friend, Mr. What's-his-name. I expect he has gone to see Moonface, said Silky. Come on, we'll soon be there. As they went up the tree, Silky suddenly stopped. Listen, she said. They all listened. They heard a curious noise. Shlishy sloshy, shlishy sloshy. Coming nearer. Shlishy sloshy, shlishy sloshy. And nearer. It's Dame Washalot's dirty water coming, yelled Joe. Get under a branch, everyone. Rick wasn't as quick as the others. They all hid under big boughs. But poor old Rick wasn't quite under his when the water came pouring down the tree. It tumbled onto his head and went down his neck. Rick was very angry. The others were sorry, but 
They thought it was very funny too. Next time I climb this tree, I will wear my swimsuit, said Rip, trying to wipe himself dry. Really, I think somebody ought to stop Dame Washalot pouring her water away like that. How disgusting. Oh, you'll soon get used to it and dodge the water easily, said Joe. On they went up the tree again and at last came almost to the top. There they saw a door in the trunk of the tree and from behind the door came the sound of voices. That's Moonface and the old saucepan man, said Joe, and he banged on the door. It flew open and Moonface looked out. His big round face beamed with smiles when he saw who his visitors were. Hello, 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 he said. Come on in. The saucepan man is here. Everyone went into Moonface's curious round room. There was a large hole in the middle of it, which was the beginning of the slippery slip, the wonderful slide that went round and round down the inside of the tree, right to the bottom. Moonface's furniture was arranged around the inside of the tree trunk and it was all curved to fit the curve of the tree. His bed was curved, the chairs were curved, the sofa and the stove. It was very odd. Rick stared at it all in great surprise. He really felt as if he must be in a dream. There was somebody very peculiar sitting on the sofa. It was the old saucepan man. He really was a very curious sight. He was covered with saucepans and kettles and he wore a saucepan for a hat. You could hardly see anything of him except his face hands and feet because he was so covered with saucepans and things. He made a tremendous clatter whenever he moved. Who's that? He said, looking at Rick. This is Rick, said Joe, and Rick went forward to shake hands. The saucepan man was very deaf, though he did sometimes hear quite well, but he nearly always heard everything wrong, and sometimes he was very funny. Chick, he said, well, that's a funny name for a boy. No, not Chick, but Rick, 
shouted Moonface. Stick? said the saucepan man, shaking hands. Good morning, Stick. I hope you are well. <laughs> Rick giggled. Moonface got ready to shout again, but Silky quickly handed him her bag of cupcakes. Don't get angry with him, she said. Look, let's all have some cupcakes. They are freshly made today. And oh, Moonface, do tell us, what land is at the top of the faraway tree today? The land of topsy-turvy, said Moonface. But I don't advise you go there. It's very uncomfortable. Oh yes, let's, cried Rick. Can we just peep at it? We'll see, said Joe, giving him a popcake. Eat this, Rick. Popcakes were lovely. Rick put one in his mouth and bit into it. It went pop at once. And he found his mouth full of sweet honey from the middle of the cake. Mmm, delicious he said. I'll have another. Oh, Joe, please, let's take our lunch up into the land of Topsy-Turvy. Oh, please, please, please. Well, that was the end of the second chapter of Enid Blyton's The Magic Faraway Tree. Right, so I really hope you enjoyed that because I really enjoyed reading that to you. Right, so there is only one thing left for you to do. And that's hit the subscribe button. <laughs> And that way, you will never miss out on the next story. Right, well, that's it for me. Bye everyone, and thank you for listening.